0: The Fields Auto Group proudly presents Huddle Up oh. with Bucky Brooks. Oh. J.P. Shagger,
1: John Ogier, and NFL Network Analyst and former Jaguar Bucky Brooks bring you the latest on your Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: Everything's got to be about the future. It's got to be about tomorrow and bringing all that into focus as we, you know, attack the season.
1: Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks starts right now.
2: And welcome in, it's Wednesday, it's week five, and the
0: Jaguars are facing the Houston Texans at TIAA Bank Field this coming Sunday. This is Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks, J.P. Shadrick, and John Osier here in Jacksonville. And a busy show ahead, yes, NFL Network Analyst, Jaguars Radio Field Analyst Bucky Brooks, John Osier coming up. We just got out of the locker room. Visiting with this Jaguars football team, first place, by the way, still at two and two and a pair of division games coming up here this week against the Texans. Next week on the road in Indy, Doug Peterson setting the tone for week five earlier today and social media questions coming up. Let's begin with the head coach earlier today. Division games are crucial, of course, and they're back to back division games. Getting that division advantage early is big.
2: It's a really good competitive division, you know, and, and uh, uh, I, I think the faster teams can can start in the division, you know, whether it was me back in the NFC East or now in the AFC South. I mean, obviously, an opportunity to get to the postseason is is to be able to handle your division games, right? And um, it's another opportunity for our team to to take a, another step forward uh, to grow as a team, but also understand that you know this is a good football team coming in here. Um, it's going to take a really good week of preparation and practice to to get that done trevor lawrence last week five
0: turnovers four fumbles lost in the game in philadelphia yes he knows the importance of the afc south games ahead
3: i don't necessarily think there's there's more of a target i mean um i think any division game there's four division teams like we're we're all circling those games on our on our own respective you know calendars whatever you want to call it so that's those games are always huge, and, and for us, I know um, it's a huge game for us. One, because it's the next one, but especially because it's a division game. So um, it's a big game for us. I know it's a big game for them. Um, they're looking to build some momentum. I mean, there's there's some games, you know, you look at their record and people want to talk about that, but they've played really well um, in some games throughout the season. Their defense, is, I think, is starting to catch on. So um, they're going to present some challenges for us. They play hard, you know, they're flying around all over the place, and I know that's obviously it's a big one for them. It's the division game, big one for both of us. So. Uh, you know you're going to get everybody's best shot. So, there you have it.
0: The Atona set. Division game coming up. But is uh, Bucky Brooks joining us now? Uh, Bucky, as John Madden I think said once, tell me when there's a little game in the NFL. There's not one. Yes, these are bigger than the some of the others because they're in the AFC South.
3: What's up? Yeah, division games are always big. And I think uh, and listening to the players, they talked about the importance of winning the division because it gives you a guaranteed ticket to the playoffs and so when we think about the Texans the Titans the Colts those games matter they matter a little more and so even though the Texans are struggling and have had a tough time doesn't matter in a division game you focus on knocking them off and playing your best particularly coming off a loss I expect the Jaguars and I expect the coaches to focus on let's get back on track let's take care of business because we need to win the division games at home because it matters
1: yeah, to me, JP, this game has a lot of uh, what you would call non-sexy storylines running through it. Like it's not going to be one that in you know, the NFL network plays up. And I think even fans might look at it and say, well, it's not Philadelphia, they're not imped. but you have a chance to be two and zero in the AFC South. You have a chance to move to two and zero here in this stadium, which they have not been well, they've been good anywhere. But you know when a new coach new regime comes in, you want to start establishing that it's tough to play somewhere. Uh, they haven't beaten a team other than the Colts in the AFC South since the Minshew game out here in, in, in 2019 when they beat the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, That's right. So wow. you've got to start establishing things in the division, and it's it's a subtly tough game because even though the Texans are 0-3-1, they go into this weekend thinking if we win this and Tennessee loses, they're a half game out. I, I've always thought – Until a team believes it's out of it in the NFL, which the Texans do not believe that yet, they are a threat and they're strong because they're not going to quit. And uh, so I think this is – I believe the Jaguars are the better team. They've earned the right to be favorites. But it is a – it's a tough game that I think will say a lot about this team in terms of where it's going to go.
0: We'll get deeper into the Texans coming up a little bit later on the program. But uh, this Jaguars team – uh, Bucky, coming off that loss last week, uh, we all saw the the turnovers and the sloppy conditions in Philadelphia. Uh, it's really about just protecting the football, obviously, for the quarterback. Uh, Johnny, what did you hear from uh, Trevor today on that front?
1: Uh, he did not say anything about the wet ball while I was in there. I left about three or four minutes left in him, so, so he may have addressed it. He did not really address it. I, I don't know that it'll be a topic again until you feel like there's a game of sloppy weather coming up. Yeah. At that point, it'll be – the only topic, right. yeah. You know, so uh, he may have talked about it, but I was uh, off to doing my own thing. Check yeah. <laughs>
0: well, obviously that was a big key in the game, Bucky, last week. But uh, moving ahead, got to protect that football, no matter the conditions: rain, snow, sleet, hail. What's the old mail, um, uh, postal service say? Pretty much covers it.
1: Rain, yeah. sleet. Uh, it Doesn't matter what the weather snow.
0: conditions are, Bucky.
3: No, it doesn't matter what the weather conditions are. I think you got to understand and take care of the ball. And I think there was a great lesson or series of lessons to be learned in that game against Philadelphia. Jumped out on them, had an opportunity to really knock them out and kind of left them when you you didn't get the conversion on fourth down and you had the fumble and those things. Philly comes back and then you're in a game. Uh, I think you can learn from that. But I also think in those big games when you're playing a talented team, Doug talks about you got to make sure that you don't beat yourself. The turnovers were the number one thing. And so in those games, can you just have a clean game where you don't turn it over, you put yourself in a position to win it? The Jaguars now know, man, the margin for error is really thin in those games, and so they'll be better prepared. The next time they play in a huge game with big implications, they'll be better, they'll be better for it.
1: Yeah, I thought this game the other day was an example of a young team going against a really mature team that knew where it was good. Like The Eagles know how they play. They believe they're really good in the offensive-defensive lines. They knew to depend on it. I think they trusted it. Uh, The Jaguars are still a young team. I think they know what they want to be. When it's actually going on on the field, they weren't quite there yet the other day. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what happens when they next go on the road against a really good opponent and get in that situation. I think teams have to learn. Everybody talks about learning how to win. I think that's a little overrated sometimes but learning how to win in certain situations. That that was a really good team the other day that I I think they found out what it takes. Now they have to go do it at some point. Different challenge on Sunday, but just as important, though. This is
0: Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks. The Jaguars' defense last week. Bucky, of course, 210 rushing yards allowed in last week's game. and. I opened a conversation with Roy Robertson Harris with that. He's like, you guys like to talk about the past. I mean, well, I mean, this is still a running team in Houston. So um, what does the defense have to do differently this week, Bucky, in terms of slowing down the run game?
3: Uh, it's a physicality and toughness. Now Philadelphia is unique because you have to account for the quarterback as a runner. And so it changes the math when you're getting ready for him. And so – uh, you can't get that one back, but hopefully that'll prepare you for later in the line when you have to play Baltimore and some of those other teams that have athletic quarterbacks. But in this week, it's about stopping the run, and the kid Damian Pierce is a talented running back. He comes downhill, he plays in a very physical. Uh, he has a physical running style, and so for the Jaguars, I think when it mean, when they talk about getting back on track, to me it's up in the ante when it comes to the effort and the physicality. Because the Jaguars have been able to go 2-2 two and two because they play hard and they're physical. And so when they do those things, it gives them a chance to win.
1: I have a question for Coach Bucky. Oh, I got a question for the scout, but go ahead. Yeah, the guy who really digs into the film here. Um, <coughs> Bucky, I, I would think that this matchup for the Jags is maybe a little similar to the one in Indy in terms of stopping the run uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to – is it almost when you're trying to stop a team like Philly – as compared to to stopping the, at, you know, the Texans, I know you're trying to stop the run, but it's almost two entirely different ways of running. Is it is it as big of a different challenge and approach at, as I'm making it out to be?
3: Uh, it, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a different approach. I, th- I think you're right when you compare the Houston Texans and the way they want to play compared to the the Indianapolis Colts. It's about the offensive line being able to control the line of scrimmage. It's about having a big back that they try and run between the tackles and they try and wear you down with a sledgehammer type of approach. Uh, Philadelphia was a combination of the sledgehammer, also with some, some tricks and gadgets and some deception. This one's a little more straightforward. It's a little more traditional in terms of the running game that you're defending each and every week in practice. So it's easier to get a bead on it. That said, it still comes down to what we talked about, how hard the Jaguars play. And how physically how physical they are at the point of attack because when they turn it up and they dominate we've seen them beat opponents into submission let's see if they can do it against the houston texans team
0: all right i've got a question for the scout you okay. have the question for the That's coach not me by the way <clears throat> it's bucky the scout well yeah okay. not right. not john the scout bucky the scout how different of a defense against the run is it without Foley fatakasi and obviously he'll be a big focal point this week in the injury reports to see how he progresses
3: uh, I mean, look, it's a huge, huge deal. He's a big part of the run defense. He's really stout at the point of attack. He's done an excellent job of being able to win his one-on-one and sometimes his two-on-one matchups on the inside. Uh, so you, without him, it becomes challenging. But they rotate so many big guys on the inside, they should be fine. But obviously, you want Falcassi there because he improves the run defense and gives them a little more edge. He adds some edginess to the equation.
0: We all like a little edge. John's a little edgy sometimes. I'm I'm
3: the feisty right now. Yeah, The feisty.
0: Never happy with Bucky. He plays to the echo of the whistle. That's what John does. (laughs) Uh, We'll come back in a moment. We'll uh, take a deeper look at the Houston Texans, a deeper dive, if you will. The Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks program is brought to you by Fields Auto Group Jacksonville. Step up to luxury. FieldsAuto.com. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars Digital Network.
2: Those types of games like that, and I've been in a few of them where it's been sort of lopsided that way from the turnover deal, um, you know, we, we seem to correct it, you know, moving forward. Uh, our guys understand. I, it's not something you have to sit there and, you know, browbeat them over the, you know, over the head. They, they understand. They know. I mean, the, the prize possession is the football, and we got to take care of it.
0: There you have it. Head coach Doug Peterson earlier today. Welcome back. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks, J.P. Shadrick, John Ogier alongside. This Sunday's Texans-Jaguars matchup is presented by Baptist Health and Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute, the official sports medicine provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Texans have dominated the recent series history between these two. They've won the last eight consecutive games against the Jaguars, 14 of the last 16 and, yes, that's uh, that's a little – that's a while. That's a long while. But it's a new era of Jaguars football. And, you know, they said today, Doug Peterson, you know, that's – that's we weren't here. None of these, a lot of these guys weren't around for that, Bucky. So you have to set the tone in game number one against a team that's dominated this division.
3: Yeah, you have to set the tone. And I think Doug is is, is on point when it comes to, like, no no one cares about the history and all that other stuff. Like – You have to line up and play and you have to play the game the right way. You got to prepare for it and be ready for whatever the Texans bring at you. Uh, I think the big thing going into it, I would expect that the coaches have talked to the team and said, man, this is about us. It has nothing to do with them. Let's make sure that we're on our P's and Q's. Let's make sure we prepare the right way. Let's do the things that we're really good at and focus on those things. So I'd expect to see maybe a simplified game plan, one that really sets the team up for success because – when you come off a loss, you want to just make sure that you get right back on point, right back on the right page. And so the thing that you can do is really harp on the execution.
1: GP, it's that's a good job on the graphic, by the way. I Thanks. like it. Appreciate it. Um, and I'm going to say this next thing with the caveat that I've talked about the Texan streak all, all week. I've written it. Um, I'll talk about it more this week. They haven't beaten anybody but the Colts since like yeah, I'm with you. in a decade. Yep. So these streaks and all this. They are exactly right to minimize it, to not talk about it. They mean nothing. Um, Everything sort of started with this team when Doug Peterson got here. I don't think the Texans' streak will matter at all. The only thing that it could play in a little bit, Texans were pretty bad last year and beat this team twice. Mm -hmm. So I don't think the Texans are coming in thinking that they have any sort of problem with this team. So their confidence should be fine. There won't be any... Sort of doubt on that, but from the Jaguars' point of view, uh, it's so different, and people aren't around. But we all feel it. There's no residue from the past right now. I don't think if they lose on Sunday, if they win, it won't be because of any streak. It'll be a one and zero streak to them. Yeah.
0: makes a lot of sense. Uh, all right, let's move on to the Houston Texans. Lovey Smith, longtime NFL coach, obviously with the Bears. For a long-time winning record there, got them to a Super Bowl, the Buccaneers, for a couple years, went off to college. He's back with Houston. He is a Texas guy through and through the state of Texas, Bucky. What are some characteristics of a Lovey Smith football team?
3: Uh, they're going to run to the ball. Uh, he's going to be very adamant about these guys hustling to the ball and making plays in that regard. He was one of the first Tampa 2 disciples, having spent a lot of time uh, with Tony Dungy in Tampa, then having taken that same recipe, having success as a coordinator for the Rams and in Chicago, led a team to the Super Bowl. But he's changed a little bit. They're playing more man to man than they used to in the past. They have uh, young, talented corners like uh, Derek Stingley, who can uh, lock up and play man. So they're going to be pretty simple uh, and basic on defense because he wants his guys to really know what they're doing and put a premium on the execution. And then it's going to be about on offense. They're going to run the ball. They're going to take care of it. Pep Hamilton has done a really good job with the offense. And uh, they're going to try and just simply out-execute you. Not a lot of trickery. Not a lot of gadgets. They're going to try and line up, put the ball down, and see if they can out-execute you with these simple schemes.
1: This simple approach, Bucky, right now, uh, simple approach defensively, uh, feels like what we were talking about with the Colts a couple weeks ago. Does that, you know, help? Trevor Lawrence at this stage of his development, what he's seeing, is that too simplistic? How would you assess that? No,
3: I actually think it helps him. I think the more static looks he faces, the more aggressive he can be when it comes to lining up, knowing and anticipating what it's going to look like before the snap and how it's going to finish after the snap. The teams that would give him problems are the ones that have a lot of a lot of movement, a lot of illusions. It looks like this, but it becomes something else. Uh, that is trickier for young quarterbacks to process after the snap. But teams that play like what we call toy soldiers, they line up in their stands, they line up at the spots where they're probably going to get to. Those are easy for quarterbacks because you know what it's going to look like each and every down. Now it's just a matter of make sure you read the proper uh, reason of progression and deliver the ball on time and accurately.
1: I think, JP, people would say, well, why do defenses play that way? Well, defenses that are trickier uh, – is- He's been being around Peyton uh, for years. Offenses don't mind playing those tricky defenses once the quarterback reaches a level where he's seeing everything because then you can find holes in what they're doing. So it's, it's, it's a little bit of a balance there. I think Trevor will get better against those complex defenses as he gets older. Just my thought. Yeah, uh,
0: well done. Hey, um, Bucky, The two of the top three leading tacklers for this defense are safeties. That's not necessarily a great thing, right, for the Texans?
3: No, it's not necessarily a great thing. Uh, a lot of times it's the way that the safeties are deployed. You're seeing more split uh, safety defenses where the defenses are not uh, not the safety in the middle of the field, but they're kind of on each half. And depending upon if you're playing cover two or quarters, those guys insert into the running game fairly quickly. Um, so it, it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It just means they're really, really nosy. The good part of that, from the Jaguars' perspective, if they're that nosy, if they're hovering around the line of scrimmage, great play-action fakes can lead to big plays in the passing game. So strong play-action fake to James Robinson or Travis Etienne, and then maybe you're sneaking one of the the playmakers down the field behind whether it's Marvin Jones, whether it's Zay Jones, uh, even Christian Kirk. Play-action passes have an opportunity to create big plays, so can the Jaguars take advantage of it?
0: By the way, Zay Jones sounded pretty confident in the locker room today, which was uh, good to talk to him after he missed last week's game with an ankle issue. Texans offense, how good is Davis Mills, Bucky? What's he do well?
3: Good, talented player. Uh, I think people kind of get caught up because he only played 11 collegiate games, 11 starts. But like Trevor, he was an elite 11 quarterback. He was a guy who was the cat's meow coming out of high school. This is a guy who has a tremendous amount of talent, goes to Stanford, has a series of injuries that set him back. But in the flashes his last season, you can see that he can play. And when you watched him in the National Football League, he's exceeded expectations in terms of the way that he's performing uh, from the pocket. And so if you make the mistake of sleeping on uh, this kid, this kid will punish you because he has enough arm talent. He has enough awareness. He has the right kind of uh, confidence and composure uh, to lead a team to a win. Man, Davis Mills is solid. He's a solid player.
1: Yeah, it's, it's uh, He's one of the reasons to me it's a little bit of a scary matchup. He He showed last year that – in good circumstances, he can make plays and, and and get things done. He hasn't played particularly well this year in four games, but uh, it's not like that can not happen. So, again, I think there's a lot of things with this game that Jaguars have to be careful with. I, I, I think the Jaguars are the better team and they'll win, but there's a lot of things like that that's scary because they can put it together on one Sunday afternoon.
0: They've got uh, Brandon Cooks out there, too, a guy who historically has played very well against the Jaguars, uh, not only with Houston, but with New Orleans one year as well. He's coming off a seven-catch game last week. Has not gone over 100 so far this year, but a touchdown uh, last week for Brandon Cooks, the wide receiver for the Texans, who is and 5-0 mm-hmm. against the Jaguars all-time, Bucky.
3: Another good player. Uh, good players bounce around. The thing about him bouncing around, he's had a 1000 yard season at every location. This is a guy that easily adapts to new system. He easily becomes uh, the primary target for most offenses because he's a reliable, dependable target on the perimeter. Outstanding route runner. Had tremendous speed when he was coming out of school from Oregon State. Has lost some of that, but, man, he still has enough juice to kind of sneak past you on deep balls. His main thing is he is a problem in the open field when you get him in the on the catch-it-run concepts on the move. Guy's kind of slithery, sneaky big time players. So the Jaguars will have their hands full in just terms of dealing with Brandon cooks new offense. They want to kind of spread it out, dinking and dunk it, but you got to tackle well in space. This guy is pretty dynamic with the ball in his hands.
1: Look, I talked a second ago about things that's scary about this game. Yeah. He's an all pro. If you, he plays his team every week. Sure. I mean, Oh yeah. Six touchdowns career in five games and 600 yards. Those are elite numbers. So, uh, yeah, there there are pieces on this on this Houston team. If you combine the fact that they've been in every game in the fourth quarter, to me, I, I think it's imperative the Jaguars get a lead early. I think it's imperative they get some confidence and, and get it going, because Brandon Cooks, uh, if you followed this team and paid attention to the Texans game, I get some fans may not have paid attention to these games in the past. Yeah. He has he has killed the Jaguars at times. Yeah. Especially last year. I mean, in the opener, he was Huge. again he was headed to the hall. Right. They're they're sculpting a (laughs) bust for him. Put him in the
0: ring of honor in Houston. Uh, All right. So, there you have it, the Houston Texans. We'll come back in a moment. The social media questions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's coming up. Jags, Texans in week five. This is Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars Digital Network.
2: There were things there that we need to fix. I mean, a little bit of the Washington deal kind of raised his head a little bit, Um, all fixable, all correctable, all teachable, Um, and and that's going to be the focus this week to make sure we stay disciplined with, uh, and this is a good running team, so, you know, we got to make sure we stay disciplined in those uh, those run lanes.
0: It's the Jaguars head coach, Doug Peterson, earlier today on the run defense. Gave up 210 on the ground to the Eagles last week, and welcome back. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks, J.P. Shadrick, with John Osier here in Jacksonville. Bucky out in Los Angeles. And it's time now to go to social media. We put out the cat signal earlier today on Twitter. Here's the best we came up with. Let's get to it. At jags 4 James, do you think we start finding more ways to get Tim Jones and Kendrick Pryor into the game plan? Seems like they have some dynamic traits, but never get to see them utilized. Well, well, Tim Jones, Bucky, wasn't he open on the, the fourth down fumble?
3: He was open on the fourth down fumble. He has the opportunity to make the start last week um look i think they threw him a screen pass early ball went through his hands he may get some other opportunities but i'm not removing the first three wide receivers to put those other guys actually the first four because jamal agnew should be included in that i'm not willing to take away playing time from those guys to give these guys opportunities so if they get a opportunity to play because of an injury or something like that and then they show improve great but right now I feel great about the first one that I have on the perimeter, and that doesn't include Evan Ingram, who also should be considered a wide receiver because he's the fifth guy.
1: Yeah, I think Bucky's point's that on. It, it's uh, I like Tim Jones. I, I don't know much about Kendrick because We ever, really haven't seen him. Right. Um. But in order to get those guys in the game, you have to take weapons. You know, particularly at this point of his career, weapons that Trevor Lawrence knows and is starting to develop some trust with. I don't think you interrupt that uh, for what is essentially an unknown. I think the good news is you feel pretty good about if Tim Jones would get two or three games in a row, I think by the end of that stretch, you would see him contributing. I, I think he's capable, but certainly I don't, I don't see any way that you, put, that you remove anything you've got going on to bring up those two that make any sense.
0: And, and Jones is a contributor on special teams for this uh, for this Jags group. So he's, he's out there a good bit on on teams and contributes in different ways for the Jaguars. Uh, next question at Carnival Thomas. Any thoughts on Bortles retirement and fans obsession with him? <laughs> he announced his retirement.
1: Yeah, I'll take this. I mean, I mean <laughs> unless Bucky has some thoughts. I mean, it, it's uh, but I think uh, JP, you and I, I think can discuss this. Um, what a great guy. I mean, yeah. I, I told this story to somebody earlier. Here's what I remember about Blake. That if you're walking down the rubber hallway, which people who don't know is uh, the hallway out by football ops, if it was you walking one way and Blake walking the other way, you always had a good feeling. Hey, here comes Blake. And I think most fans sort of related to that. He, he As much as any player I've been around, the public persona, the good guy, the guy that you'd like to be around um, – it, it that's what fans thought of him as, and that's what he was, and it's what he is. He'll have somebody asked me today, uh, in an email question, I hope Blake enjoys his retirement. Well, of course, he's going to enjoy his <laughs> retirement. I mean, he, he and you know, and he connected with fans, I think he enjoyed every bit of his NFL career. I wish for his sake he'd have been better on the field, I wish for everybody's sake it had worked out better. Uh, And there's all sorts of stories. Most fans have a Blake story if they've run into him. I think that's the point. If you look on social media today, tons of fans with pictures with Blake. Never looked bothered by it. And that's tough as a player because you're getting it all the time if you're starting quarterback. I just think he should be remembered as a really genuine good guy, good uh, good guy to be around. And, uh, you know, I – I enjoy my memories of Blake.
0: And, you know, he's a kid from Oviedo, Florida, right near Orlando. Wanted to be here, remember? Yes, yes. absolutely. He
1: he liked this whole area and
0: being close to there. And, you know, talking to – there's only a couple teammates of his from 2017 left in this roster, Bucky, and Cam Robinson was talking about him today and just cracked a huge smile and had plenty to say. And, you know, there was was a question, hey, what do you think if Blake should do like a podcast or something? He's like – well, I hope he has me on there because I like talking to Blake and, yeah. and doing the whole thing. So he's respected in the locker room for what he did here in 17 also.
3: Look, man, he's guy's guy. And I think based on all the stories that I've heard about Blake down in that locker room, there were a lot of people that really liked him. Um, did a good job. Helped this team get to the AFC Championship game. And really, the team could have went to the Super Bowl with Blake Bortles as the starting quarterback. Uh, didn't end up the way that you would want it for your franchise quarterback, but he certainly had a solid and respectable career. Uh, I think he'll always be one of the uh, fan favorites in Jacksonville. So kudos to him for being able to retire. And he retired with a pretty bag, a big bag. got a big bag from the Jaguars. So he should be happy. Everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. Blake Blake Bortles has a nice retirement party. How about
0: that? He's still around. He's played a lot of golf already before he retired. So guess what? My guess
1: is over time, I can't speak for anybody with the franchise, but my guess is he'll reconnect with the franchise. And be a big part of Jacksonville, and and good. I mean, it's football careers don't always work out exactly as you hope, but I think I think Blake will have a good life and be well liked in the community for a long time.
0: All right, last question at Jags Keto: uh, Should Trevor be practicing with a greased football this week? You know, if you can dodge a wrench. <laughs> <laughs> a little harsh, isn't it, Bucky? Sorry.
3: I mean, it is It is a little harsh. He did put the ball on the turf a little bit. I understand the frustration. I get that. But, hey, we got to move on. We're on to next week. Hey, we're, we're, we're on to the next week to kind of see if we can make this thing happen. Uh, it was a tough week for him. But, yeah, I think he'll learn from the experience and find a way to be better the next time he has a chance. You know,
0: we talked about this on Monday on uh, Jaguars Happy Hour. Pete Prisco, you might have heard of him. Tony waselli Hall of Famer. And you'd feel a whole lot worse if they were four interceptions to to guys that were overthrown, right? I mean, yes, they are turnovers, uh, but it seems like um, it's not the sky falling as much as it would be if it's four picks.
3: No, certainly not as bad as as it could be. Um, It's one of those things where you don't like to see the quarterback turn the ball over. But it happened, and he'll learn from it. He'll understand better about ball security. He also will understand better about making sure that, he takes care of the ball in inclement conditions. I would do a better job of making sure that at the end of the interviews, when I ask Doug Peterson questions, I try to avoid asking him about being prepared for the weather when it comes to turnovers. I'll see if I can do a better job of finishing up interviews the right way. I don't want my guy Doug to be mad at me for asking what, questions.
0: What did he say? It was like, well, maybe it could snow in Jacksonville. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's what he said on the radio broadcast.
3: Maybe, you know? maybe. Maybe I won't ask some Captain Obvious questions. I'll work on that. So I am walking around today with my little trusty notebook, making sure that the questions are better after the game this week.
1: Questions have to be better this week.
0: It's all right. You're going to watch the film? Be better, Buck. (laughs) Listen to the film and prove. I
1: I don't think that point you made should be overlooked uh, that Pete and Tony were making. Because I had a lot of questions in the Ozone the day of and the day after about – Will this be the end of Trevor's confidence? Will it cause him to digress? Did he digress? Um, I think the point that Pete – I'm sure Pete pounded that drum. If he had thrown a bunch of picks in that game and looked lost and looked like he wasn't reading things, um, then, yeah, I think you're really concerned. He probably shouldn't have made the throw that he made in the red zone. Uh, Should have thrown to Agnew short. But Mm -hmm. overall, it didn't look to me like he was lost, confused. It looked like he had trouble with an element that he probably hadn't dealt with a whole lot.
3: Yeah. Fans get tired
1: of hearing Coach talk about fixable, Mm -hmm. but that's really fixable now. Um, Uh, If he wasn't seeing things and not developing, I don't worry about Trevor's confidence. That feels to me like a one-off.
3: I agree with you. I think it is something that is fixable. It's something that you can work through. Um, And I think you just have to figure out the best way to be able to get it done. But, yeah, now I feel good about Trevor. I feel good about the progress that he's made to this point. Uh, You just want to see more of it.
0: When we return, our final thoughts ahead of this Jaguars-Texans matchup. And remember to subscribe to the official Jaguars podcast network. That's on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast, And – Available again on Jaguars.com. Just click the podcast link at the top of the homepage. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars Digital Network. Welcome back. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks, and we take a look outside at the Miller Electric Center. The progress continues on the indoor facility along the expressway, and the main building continues to grow. And now they're building the bottom part of the grandstand area. And stores and concessions for the grandstand and it's scheduled to be open for training camp 2023 game changer for the jaguars organization when that puppy opens up next year excited to see that and uh, welcome back it's huddle up with bucky brooks jp shadrick john osier as well and huddle up is brought to you by fields auto group jacksonville step up to luxury fieldsauto.com All right, final thoughts. I'm going to go ahead and lock this as a win for the Jags. I'm confident in this team. Just listening to them in the locker room a little bit earlier, Bucky. Um, They're coming off a loss. Doug Peterson's got them going. Uh, Got them believing. The quarterback wants to bounce back. Um, Yeah. Go ahead and lock this
3: one up. Wow. Lead pipe Um. lock. Yeah. I also want to be optimistic about the Jaguars being able to get it done. The streak does matter because we talked about the streak with the Indianapolis Colts. <clears throat> I think the big thing will be how the team starts. They got to start fast, got to start faster, uh, even faster than they started last week. They got the benefit of a pick six, jumped up, had a decent drive, scored. But now it gets this team because this team comes in with confidence, knowing the streak. The Jaguars have to squash that right away. And the only way to squash that is. This has to be one of the best opening scripts that we see from Doug Peterson and his team. Yeah, I feel good about the Jaguars winning. I just want to make sure that we end the streak, though. We've got to end the streak.
1: They were a sliver away from being up 21 on the on the only unbeaten team. Yeah, I'm not sure you start much better than that, but it's, it's tough. I hear what you're saying, Buck, about the offense, and I completely agree. This game worries you to me. If it, if the Texans get up seven nothing or seven three and it feels middling in the in the second quarter because all of a sudden they're like, okay, this team in any great shakes, we can do this. Uh, I believe the Jaguars will play well. I believe they'll win. But, boy, to me, this is one that tells you a lot about where this team's going. If, if they're an efficient, mature team that can come out and play well in this situation when you're supposed to, I can't remember the last game they were supposed to win. I, it, something shocked me, J.P., they were six- or seven-point favorites against the Texans last December or, uh, or November when they played them. Mm. Well, that didn't feel like this no. in terms of we weren't sitting around talking about a game they were sort of supposed to win. This is a different feel because it's, it's a new team and, they, and they've had two really good games. If they win, it feels like week two and three are what they were and they're on their way. If they lose, unfairly, you're going to hear same old Jags. I don't think mm-hmm. that'll be true if they lose, mm-hmm. but it's what you're going to hear. So I think it's a big deal on that front.
3: All right. Huge deal. Yeah,
0: huge, Bucky. Huge deal. Got to have it. Got to have it. Got to knock off this streak and, and start fast and, and knock off a division rival and improve to 2-0 in the AFC South. Uh, coming up Thursday morning, Jack's drive time. I will be there. You will be there. you yes. have to be. Uh, <laughs> that's on <laughs> Jack com, Jack's Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, and YouTube. Bucky, what you got this week?
3: That man just getting ready to end the streak. So all my focus is on ending the streak this week on Sunday. Got to make sure we get uh, back in the winning college. Are so, you wearing your
1: lucky shirt, Buck?
3: You know, I don't know, because I thought Teal was my lucky shirt, but it wasn't lucky last week. So I guess I'm going to have to go back to black this week.
1: Superstitions are awesome until they
0: aren't. Uh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> Thursday afternoon, happy hour, and the Doug Peterson Show, four to six, uh, the Public's tailgate show Sunday. Uh, Bucky, we'll talk to you, man. Have a good one
3: i right, man. Talk to you.
0: Bucky Brooks, out of here. John Ogier, out of here. Joe Fortunato, Brent Reber, our entire crew. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars
3: Digital Network.